Today with Catherine Ruinala. So it's been my study. It's been how do I love him? I want to I wanna get skillful at loving God. All the way through the Psalms, I keep seeing this repeated phrase, bless the Lord, 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 all you saints, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Bless God? God who doesn't need anything? How do you bless God? You say, bless you? Bless God? What, what does it mean to bless God? And we looked at this last week. That word actually means to kneel down and give something of value. And that's what he does when he blesses us. The Lord bless you and keep you. He's showing us. He came down to our level. He humbled himself as a man, gave something of value that was beyond what we could ever comprehend, his very self, his very life. He gave it to us to love us. And so when I come to bless God, I can wake up in the morning and say, okay, God, I want to love you, so I'm going to bless you. I'm going to humble myself before you and I'm going to give you my life today afresh. Today, Lord, my life belongs to you. Lord, I honour you. I give you glory for you are Lord of all creation. Lord, you gave me life today. And Lord, I give you my life back to you. I thank you for your help, for your supernatural power, your spirit in me, helping me today. Lord, I bless you. I love you. I honour you. That's how we bless God. Hallelujah. We come to respect him. We come to honour him. I shared again last week, uh, wives, honour your husbands. Respect your husbands. Well, as the bride of Christ, we can honour God by respecting him, by loving him, by giving him honour and worship. That's a good thing. So male or female, you come before the Lord and you say, God, I want to respect you. I want to honour you today. And that is love to God. He receives that as love. So when we say, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, we're honouring him, we're blessing him, we're giving him glory. Lord, I worship you. Instead of saying, well, this year I'm going to do an hour of prayer every morning and then not doing it and feeling bad about it, why not just make a decision that, Lord, in the morning, help me when I wake up to the first thing I do, just to talk to you and give you honour and bless you and give you my life afresh each morning. If you, did, if you did that every day and it only took a couple of minutes every day, it would be better to do that every day than to do an hour one day and nothing for three days. Amen. Amen. It's true. I'm helping you here. This is, this is good. Praise the Lord. So we love him. We bless him. We respect him. We can love him in all these different ways. We love him with just daily prayer and thanks by, by talking to him. I tell you, he loves the sound of your voice. He loves to hear you sing. He loves to hear you talk to him. Even if you don't think your voice is very lovely. Even if you feel like you've got a, a voice that only a mother can love. God loves it. And your voice, you're speaking to him, you're singing to him, you're blessing him. He loves it. He loves it. Hallelujah. First Samuel 15, 22 actually says this, to obey is better than sacrifice. So he, loyalty is better than sacrifice. Kindness to God, toward God is better than sacrifice. Having mercy on God's desire for your love is better than sacrifice. And obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is another way to love God. Why? The scripture tells us this. 1 John 5 verse 2, if you want to have a look. 
I know Meg's got a lovely new Bible. Hallelujah. First John, um, what are we looking at? First John 5, verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. We love God. If we love God, we, we obey him. Obedience isn't like a religious thing. It's actually an act of love. I, I obey because I love him. This is an opportunity for me to love God well by obeying him. And I can do that well. I can love him by honoring him, by respecting him, by being loyal to him, by singing to him, by thanking him, by blessing him. And I can honor him and love him well by following his voice, listening to his word and obeying. Wisdom isn't just knowing what to do, it's actually doing it and asking the Holy Spirit to help you. Hallelujah. And obedience is a beautiful thing when it's done as an act of love. I mean, you, maybe you've met some of those people that are self-righteous and a bit pharisaical, like they, they're very diligent in obeying the letter of the law, but they're not full of the love of God and the joy and the peace. God's not looking for arrogant, self-righteous people, but he is looking for lovers who will love him and who will obey him because they love him. Hallelujah. It's altogether different when you see someone motivated by love, someone that's full and overflowing with righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, known by their love for each other. You don't want to be known by your anger by your opinions, by your causes. You want to be known by the love of God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So for me, as I look at this, there's just a few basic things that we can do to make sure that we are loving God well. I get a little concerned sometimes when I recognize trends in the body of Christ where we start to drift and we actually start to conform to the pattern of the world because people have forgotten the parents or the grandparents or the, 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 the things that they did are no longer being done because they thought, oh, it's just tradition or it's old-fashioned. And because we haven't really understood the Word of God, we haven't recognized that this is very important. There are ancient boundary stones that shouldn't be moved. And there are things that are in the word of God that are contrary to popular culture. Hallelujah. And we want to love him well. Amen. So let's have a look at one. We'll not just hit you right in the face with one right now. Here we go. Anyway, it's right here. It's the Bible. So you can't get mad at me. Praise the Lord. Who loves the Word of God? Let's go to Romans chapter 13. Love me well. Because he says, love God and love your neighbor. That's me. I'm one of them. It says, every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities. For there is no authority from God except those which exist and are established by God. My mom used to say, Catherine, when I got my license... If you go over the speed limit, the angels jump off. <laughs> I was like, I don't know that that's theoretically, theologically quite correct, but still I would have the fear of God in me, you know. <laughs> I don't want the angels to jump off. 
In fact, I think the angels get ready as soon as they see me pick up my car keys still. Because like, run, quick, she's coming. <laughs> I need all the help I can get, true. Uh, praise the Lord. I think I was born to be driven. Hallelujah. <laughs> but anyway, they help me a lot. But there is a principle that's right there in that we are called to obey the laws of the land. As believers, we should be upstanding citizens of good, of good reputation who obey the law. Like even if you think it's silly, well, that's a silly, that's a silly law. I, I don't need to, it shouldn't be a 60 zone. I should be able to go faster. Well, even if no one catches you, even if it does seem silly, and there has been some silly things. I mean, do you remember when we had to wear masks in the car by ourselves driving? Like a bit strange, but praise the Lord, it only lasted a week and they figured that one out. But even if it's silly, as believers, we have an opportunity to love God by obeying his word, which is to submit to the authorities. Even goes on, you can read it for yourself later, to pay, telling you to pay your taxes. Oh, you know, you're not supposed to cheat. You're not supposed to lie. You're, not suppo you're supposed to be good citizens who just do what you're told. Hallelujah. As far as possible. Like they said to Jesus, Jesus, you shouldn't have to pay tax, should you? Jesus says, hey... Whose picture is on that coin? He says, render to Caesar what Caesar's. Okay, well, we don't have any money. Well, go fishing. Go and do some work. You'll catch a coin and, and then we, we can pay our taxes. And he helps them. When the taxes were genuinely unjust by people who shouldn't have been ruling over them in the first place. But he did it anyway because he was modelling to us a way of loving God. Praise the Lord. All right, let's go to verse 8. I'll let you read the first seven verses for yourselves. Um, Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for he who loves his neighbour has fulfilled the law. For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And if there's any other commandment, it is summed up in this, saying you shall love your neighbour as yourself. So all these things, they're summed up by loving our neighbour as ourselves. Love does no wrong to a neighbour. Therefore, love is the fulfilment of the law. Do this knowing the time that it's already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. The night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armour of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make, make no provision for the flesh in regards to its lusts. The Bible, as you read it, will help you see what is good for you. He'll, he'll show you. He says, all of these things are done for your good. And he'll help you as you Give yourself to loving God in every way you can. As you look and hear the ways of the Lord, teach me your ways, show me your paths. He'll, he'll show you. So he begins by making a commitment to read his word every day. Even if it's just a verse, even if it's just a small little bit, I'd love to encourage you to get a habit of reading the Bible morning and evening. I have that habit that we read something in the morning, something in the evening, I like to have a few snacks during the day too. But 
as pillars. Get it set into your life. A little bit of reading in the morning, a little bit of reading in the evening. You don't have to set yourself big goals that you're going to disappoint yourself, but do something. Read something or listen to the Bible. I like to listen to the Bible, but I like to read it as well because it's like another dimension when I actually read the words. But read the words, listen to the word, and let the word do its work in you and give you opportunity as as food to help you, feed you. Wow, this is another thing I can do to love God. This is another way I can love him well today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You don't have to be um, thinking, well, if I'm going to get, if I'm going to do this, some people come into Christianity and they go, and they have a personality where they don't do anything by half, which I think is wonderful. But they get this idea, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just, I'm going to read this much every day. I'm going to pray this much every day. And then when they find they're not able to keep that up with their lifestyle, then they just give it all up. But God's not looking for your sacrifice. He's looking for your heart. And if your heart is, God, I want to honour you, and you just take some time as you wake up and honour him, and you take some time to, to read, his, read the word or, or, or read a verse, and, and you, you give it a priority in your life, you are loving God, and that is what is blessing his heart. Amen? Hallelujah. And that will give you, uh, that will help you love him well. It's a lifestyle of loyalty to the Lord. That he's looking for a lifestyle of loyalty you know he says here don't be drunk with wine well, it's a thing as christians we don't get drunk because i don't want any spirit in control of me other than the holy spirit ever i, I don't want to ever be in a place where something else is controlling me and i'm going to say something unkind or rude or no hallelujah Sometimes we forget these things We think we, because we don't know the word of God. God wants us to understand these are ways we can love God. He says, don't be having sex outside of marriage. Boyfriends don't get husband privileges. It's the Bible. It's not legalism. It's, it's good for you. It's good for relationships. It's the word of God and it's a way to love him well. It's a way to honor him. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He loves you. He loves you. And I'm not, I'm not here to whack you over the head. I'm here to help you love God well. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hey, here's another one. Ephesians 4, 29. This is good. He says, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. Ephesians 5, verse 3. But immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. And there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. That means you can't tell dirty jokes. It means Christians don't swear. And the reason we don't do it is because we love God and we want to have a reputation of what is holy and pure and righteous and good and, and wholesome. We don't take pot shots at people. 
We don't slander people. We don't gossip about people. Because we love God. Hallelujah. Because we are loyal followers of Jesus and loyal followers of Jesus love well. And they're different to the world. You don't have to become like them to win them. You just have to love God and love them and then they will want what you've got. They don't want your self-righteousness and your judgment, but they want the joy and the peace and the love and the righteousness and the kindness. Hallelujah. Come on now. He says, lay aside lying and stealing and cheating. Even if you think, well, that's unjust anyway, so I'm just going to do this. No. Even if you're not going to get caught, no, because you're doing it not not to avoid prosecution. You're doing it because you love God. I do this. You know, the Bible tells us about working, that even doing your work well, not just when the eye of your boss is on you, but because you're doing it as unto the Lord. We're kind. We forgive each other. We care for each other. We do good, especially to the household of faith. We're known by our love. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. We're generous. We don't gossip. We don't uncover nakedness. We don't slander each other. I was singing the old chorus today as I was thinking about this. We will work with each other. We will work side by side. We will work with each other. We will work side by side. And we'll guard each other's dignity and save each other's pride. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. And we'll together we'll spread the news that God is in the land. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Are you known by your love? Or by your anger? Are you known by your love or your annoyance? Are you known by your love? Have a look at your Facebook page. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. By our love, yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Here endeth the teaching, praise the Lord. Hey, the Bible's good stuff. I know it seems really basic. And you might want the deep things, the deep mysteries of God. But if you aren't living the basics, the deep mysteries are just going to make you more annoying. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I mean it. I've met them. They write to me. (laughs) 
You get the basics and you do the basics, God will give you the rich, the beautiful, the deep, the glorious, and you'll be faithful to do something wonderful with it. Hallelujah. So this is just a little New Year recalibration. Who are we? Who are we? We are Christ's followers. We are those who love him. We're not self-righteous, arrogant, annoying people. We are, we are those that love well, who work hard, who, who give God glory, who honor him, who bless him, who love him with all our hearts, with all our souls and with all our minds, who don't live in regret and torment but say, no, I'm not going to dwell on former things, but I'm going to press on to the prize. Hallelujah. I'm going to press on. And every day I get to learn more about how to love him well, how to love him with my life, that when I get to heaven, I might know that I have been able to bless God, that my life has been a blessing and an offering to the Lord. This would be the best New Year's resolution you could have that you would live a life that would be pleasing to him. God's not looking for you to measure yourself every day and beat yourself up if you didn't make it, but to recognize every time you receive a correction, it's a joyful opportunity to grow in your capacity to bless him and to love him and to give him what he's yearning and longing for. It's a, and more that I can do to love him well. I can have mercy on God. I tell you, if anybody's got a child that's estranged from them, won't take long when you're talking to them before you begin to hear that thing which will not let them go, this deep desire for reconciliation with their child. You know it's true. And this is what is continually on the heart of God, that we'd be reconciled to him, that we would have relationship. He cannot forget you. He's engraved you on the palms of his hands. He loves you. He's, he's not the big headmaster or principal up in the sky that we just have to do well, but otherwise he'll smack you with a stick. He's your father who loves you more than any human father has ever loved a child. He's your saviour who loves you more passionately than anybody's ever been loved. He's your Lord. He's your saviour. And he longs for you to hear his voice and surrender those things that are trying to deceive you into believing that you're going to have a better life if you hold on to them. Those things are simply weights that will keep you from flying with the power and the acceleration of the Holy Ghost as you run into the new year to fulfill the purposes of God for your life. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Oh, Lord, teach us your ways, show us your paths, guide us in the way of everlasting. Lord, let the words of my heart and the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. 
God is looking for us just to lean on him and, and use, uh, use the word that he's given us to pray back to him and, and thank him for his help, to open our heart, to talk to him and recognize he is our friend, our Lord and our Savior, our King and our ever-present help in time of need, our ever-present counselor. I tell you, you can step right in today into relationship with God. And it's glorious, but all it takes is for you to surrender your heart and recognize, I need relationship with him. A lot of people have religion. A lot of people even believe in the existence of God. But believing in God, even believing in Jesus and his death and resurrection is not going to get you salvation. Even the devil believes in God. The devil believes in Jesus and he knows he raised up from the dead. It's not about head knowledge, it's about your heart. If in your heart you will believe with your heart that you need a saviour and Jesus is the only way to salvation and you will humble yourself and say, Lord, be my saviour, I need your forgiveness, you will be saved. You will be born again. You'll get a new heart and he'll give you power to hear his voice. His sheep hear his voice. He'll speak to you through his word. He will help you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you and you will have eternal life with him. 